What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another podcast here at City of Hope Church. You are joining us for our small group series in which we're going to be talking about community. We started this conversation last week with part one, and this week we're going to be finishing up this chapter and this value. Uh, We're going to be covering pages 94 through 117. Pages 94 through 106 is actually the, the main bulk of the text, and then 107 through 117 is some time where you can dive in there yourself with self-reflection and uh, reading a text and um, praying into those things. And so we encourage you to uh, take part in that. And and so, yeah, when we talk about community, one of the things that we discussed last week was, we actually had this conversation, Clay, after uh, we got finished recording. But when you talk about some of these things, it's hard to, it's hard to kind of talk about and make like clear, defined points uh, in this nice little package because really you're trying to communicate what you feel. And so we all have this like deep kind of longing for these types of things, like deep community and deep relationships and, and this and that. But we live in a world in which it's not set up for that. Yeah. Uh, last week we we defined what it meant to, to be a part of a thin community or a peg community and then a, a thick community. Uh, and what that looks like. And this week we're going to spend the, the the majority of our conversation talking about the way of Jesus and what he's calling us into. But just to get started, uh, Clay, what do you think some of your challenges are uh, in terms of just like community and what we're talking about in this chapter? Well, if anybody's been around me for any number, you know, any amount of time, I talk a lot about being introverted. And uh, I guess it's a, it's a struggle for me to just – to have a natural desire to want to be around especially a larger group of people and sort of put myself out there. And that doesn't mean I don't always, you know, I always don't want to be around people. I, I love people and I want to be around people, but there is a, I want it to be easy. You know, I want people to have things in common with me, but I mean, I've, I've grown into realizing that that's not necessarily the way that I'm supposed to be. And honestly, like I, I had my friends when I was a younger man and I, I felt like I was pretty, pretty decently committed and loyal to those people. Uh, and, and, but I was still, I was still pretty introverted uh, to some degree and just didn't want to be engaged in larger groups of people. But, but I do believe when I had an encounter with the Lord and the Holy Spirit came into my life, it was almost like he drove me into community. I think when you are filled with the Holy Spirit and you have a relationship with God, no matter your personality, He will drive you into community. He'll drive you to put roots into a local church. He'll drive you like to to attend a small group. He'll drive you to to reach out and connect with certain certain people. But I mean, I think everybody probably has those struggles. And small groups, like we said from the get go, things like that, they can be weird. You know what I mean? They yeah. just can because people are sitting around a table. And, of course, if I'm in one, I'm asking questions. And people are like, well, I don't know if I want to answer it with this guy in the room or not. And and, and it, so, so it can be a challenge in a lot of different ways. Uh, community is tough. So, I mean, I yeah. think everybody has their own uh, personal struggles. But like I said, and like he says here in the book, Jesus is inviting us out of that me and Jesus bubble because the life that God has for us, I mean, if you even talk about what Jesus says, it's to love God and to love people. Mm-hmm. Those are the greatest commandments. So that's what he's trying to fulfill through our lives, through the Spirit of God at work in us. And so he wants us to risk it all 
to enter into a communal life with God and his people. And that's what heaven is a reflection of the kingdom of heaven. And yeah. so we're, we're working to constantly uh, develop that and, and move into that and walk, walk in that. But, but, you know, he starts out by, by saying the basis for this is that we have a covenant keeping and a promise keeping God. And that's, that's God's nature. And yeah. he loves to make promises. He loves to keep those promises. And we know based on scripture and even based on our own lives and experiences that God is faithful. And so he always makes a covenant with his people. And he talks about how, you know, like throughout, throughout even scripture, Usually, they would a covenant would be made between two folks, two parties. An animal would be sacrificed. Sometimes the animal would be split in half. The blood would be shed. They would pass through the middle of that animal, and it was as if to say, "Look, this is this is the curse that comes upon you if you break that covenant." Mm. Uh, so, so blood was shed. There was a communal meal where they would sit around a table and have that, and. The Passover was representative of that for the people of God in Exodus because they shed that blood of the lamb and they put it on their doorposts and the death angel passed over and they were released, you know, into uh, in, into freedom and to go into the promised land. And for us, Jesus was basically saying the same thing on his Passover meal with his disciples. He said, this is my body, which is broken for you. This is the blood of the new and everlasting covenant. And he, he, he tells us to partake of that. There was that communal meal with his disciples in which his blood was being shed so that we would know that we have these promises from God that are yes and amen. And he is totally committed to us as his children. Yeah. And he will do whatever it takes for us to walk in in the kingdom of God and in, in, in the spirit and, and live the life that he's called us to live. So. He, then he, he calls us to be that same covenant-keeping people with, with those around us when we enter into the church. Yeah, I think that's something that we miss in terms of, like, our walk with Jesus and walk with people is, like, we've mentioned it before, but, like, it's like a transaction type thing where it's like, hey, Lord, I need you to save me. Save me. And, but there's no, like, commitment on our part. You know right. what I mean? So we we don't see it in terms of, like, like this, like making a covenant with God, like giving him our life yes, and, and putting him above everything. And then his people also, and sacrificing our time, our resources, our talents, all the, or, you know, being uncomfortable, all those things too, to partake in a community, mm-hmm. to be with the people of God. Um, so, so realizing we have responsibility in that, I think is, I think is really important. You know, he, uh, one of the things it says here in the book on page 96, you know, when you make a choice for this type of community, this is a choice which requires leaving behind our personal autonomy and preference-based living so we can enter into an everlasting, committed relationship with God and His people. Uh, so, so like you said there, you know, it's, it's, it's making a choice. It's, yeah. um, it's giving up personal preference sometimes. It's, you know, not being selfish and kind of, yeah. you know, really giving yourself. Salvation is is not just about, again, it's not just a, an individual thing. Salvation becomes a communal thing in which, yes, Jesus has saved you. You get eternal life. You're forgiven of sins. But it, it is an entrance into this communal life with God's people and his kingdom. 
And you cannot separate your salvation from being a member of the bride of Christ, the body of Christ, the family of God. Like that's that's now a part of what you are because you have been saved. And so a lot of times I think even in today's world, it's like, well, the church is bad and we can take it or leave it. No. In the, in the Christian life, the church is the communal people of God. It's the family of God. Mm. It's the bride of Christ. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, there's some bad things about the church, and we don't always do things that well, and we don't always fully represent the character of God the way that we should, but we'll never get there unless we're deeply committed to one another and to God, and and we, we're we walking in that direction together. So when he calls, when he saves us, and that's one of the things I guess that I recognize, like I got saved dude and I wasn't going to church like I wanted to because church confused me and I had pastors saying different things and some people saying don't go there and some people say don't go here you know and and like so I'm like well you know what I'm gonna hear from you Lord but when I finally had an encounter with God where the scripture became real to me and the Holy Spirit took up residence in my life immediately the first thing he did was drive me to a local church essentially and say get planted here and you know did that local church have some issues yeah they all do but did I grow and was it a blessing to me and did I have shepherds that did care for me and and lead me in the right path in the right direction which launched me into a trajectory where I am now where I am today with God yes Mm -hmm. and so a, you know, and that's that's what God's calling us into. And man, I, I I built relationships with people that were younger than me, that were older than me. And here's the beautiful thing about it: some of those relationships that I built with people, uh, even at another church, all those years ago, that were much older than me, that were much younger than me. You know what? They're at church with us now, mm-hmm. and that's because why the spirit of God brought us into loving relationship and community relationship that even if we went a few years without seeing one another, when we saw each other again, we picked up right where we left off because we had that intimacy in Christ where we knew this is my brother, this is my sister. And, and that's something that you just, you don't get anywhere else. It's not the same thing you get by going and uh, going to a concert together. Yeah. I I, I think personally, I, I can't see how, I, I couldn't do it without the community that I have, without the people around me, with, um, you know, like, like you said, you have younger, you have older, you have, I mean, deep relationships where people will come to your aid at the drop of a hat, mm-hmm. where there's accountability, where there's guidance, and there's, and there is all those other things. There's, there's fun, and there's trips. I got buddies that we share things in common with, and there's also people we're really close to where we really don't have that much in common, but we're still extremely close. Yeah. And it's... Like I said, I, me and my wife talk about it all the time, like how blessed we are to be in a place where the family we have, the friends we have, the church we have, mm-hmm. all of those things now in our life is one big intergrained yeah. thing. It's There's not like separate compartments for our lives. Like it's just life and right. all that's it, it's together. And, and that goes into like this, what we're talking about, the community that God calls us to, guarantees and he says this in the book he he guarantees us a better future one where we're fully known we're loved we're accepted um and it goes on to say all of the benefits of a commitment-based society are fully ours in jesus stability in his love intimacy with god freedom to become who we're created to be and then the last part there our identity 
true identity. All those things, stability, intimacy, freedom, and identity are found in these communities. And, man, it, mm-hmm. it, it's just awesome. When, when you're in it, yes, it's challenging, uh, but the benefits, the freedom, the it, it, it's like you those longings that you want so deeply when you don't have those things. Yeah. Like when they're fulfilled, it's like, I don't know, it's a breath of fresh air. It's a weight off your shoulders. It's like you're living life how it's meant to be lived. Yeah. And I, and I feel like I, I'm going to say this just because I feel like in my spirit, maybe there are people that are listening that, because here's what I'll say about you, Jeremy. It's almost like you, one of your gifts as a human being is relationship. Yeah. Like you're able to connect with people. You want to be around people. When you are around people, you're jolly and outgoing. And there's just no hesitation in you becoming vulnerable and like reaching out to connect with whoever, whenever. Like my introvertedness, you and I will even walk into a room sometimes and I'll notice. Like here's what's happening. I want to say, hey, man, what's up to this guy? that that I don't know real well he don't know me real well and I want to say this to him but but I have all this <laughs> weird hesitation and I'm and I'm overthinking like how to go yeah. about it but then you're walking just behind me and you're like hey buddy what's up what are you doing you know and you probably have the same relationship with him that I do yeah but we're just we're natured a little bit differently yeah and so it takes me a little bit of extra uh, to dive in yeah. but but in saying that I want to say that I want to encourage people I think it was maybe a Trenton Sailor uh, that said this to me because here's the thing I think that a lot of people that'll listen to this and say well it's easy for you and Jeremy because you guys are pastors and and people like want to be around you or whatever and 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 you just you gotta and it's easy for you guys to enter into community but people don't whatever like I can't make these relationships I feel left out etc I don't know like yeah, there's a lot of people that deal with that. Yeah, but I will say that that nothing ever comes like that without there being a sacrifice to, for you to enter in and engage in that relationship. Yeah. All relationships are two ways. Yeah, uh, I don't know that I've ever been in one that I didn't also put something into it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, so, so and also for the extroverted folks too, like that's one aspect of it. Yes, like in terms of like talking to people, making new friends, yada, yada, yada. It, it is, I'm not going to lie, it's just, it's it's in my nature, it's just to be that way. But right. at the same time, one of my downfalls is like this um, overstretched kind of thing. I'm, I'm it, it, Like I've had times in my life where I've been so, like I've said yes to so many things and I've been involved in so much yeah. that everything is like very superficial. Right. Uh, and not real deep in anything. So well, you got to find that perfect balance in those things. Yeah, and that's the thing too. The other thing is, you know, you can't have a, re- a deep relationship with every human being. It's yeah. just impossible. Right. Jesus Himself, He had a lot of people who knew Him. He had, you know, He had hundreds of thousands of people that would show up to eat His bread whenever He multiplied it. Yeah. And teach, but then He'd have seventy that He would send out to work on His behalf. But then He had only twelve that followed Him intimately. And then within those 12, he only had three that would go into more intimate places with him. And within those three, he only had one that was in the most intimate place with him, John the Beloved. Yeah. And so, you know, Peter and James and John would be in, in privy to a lot of situations with him. Those are like his main dudes. You know, but Bartholomew and Judas and these other guys are sort of hanging out on the back skirts, and they probably felt like, man, you know what, you they're kind of they're clicky. Peter, <laughs> Peter, James, and John, they're clicky, bro. Like, yeah. I don't. They probably felt that way. But the fact of the matter is, is he couldn't give himself 
to all of those people in fullness yeah. of intimacy. Yeah, the same capacity. And and so like in small, that's one of the reasons we do small groups. Like on a, in a Wednesday night service, they're great. But odds are on a Wednesday night service, you're going to hear a man preach and sing a song like you did on Sunday morning. Whereas in small groups, there is this possibility. It don't always happen. But there's a possibility that you hear somebody's story, you share your story, you actually get to know one another, you develop relationships with them as a family, maybe y'all do something outside of, the, you know what I'm saying, and you develop a relationship with those people, you get to know them a little bit more intimately, and you start that Peter, James, and John, maybe even John type of relationship, yeah. where it's that tight-knit thing, because you can't have those relationships with everybody, but you need to have them with at least some people and you and you sense that like when we come together in church maybe we don't all have a deep relationship but we feel that communal these are my brothers these are my brothers and sisters i love them mm -hmm. and but there are opportunities that god gives us to connect more specifically with certain people but what i was getting to was you know i, I guess i can't remember maybe it was trenton sailor uh when he was talking about small groups because they they've got like a college age small group and and uh Logan and Caitlin are doing a great job leading that that group of young folks. And man, we've got a great group of them. So shout out to all you guys. Just appreciate their heart for the Lord and just willing to commit to the Lord and one another in a hard season in life, in a challenging season yeah, in life, where sure. you're really trying to find out your identity and who you are and where you're going. So I, I'm praying for them every day. But Trenton said, you know, like he had some hesitations about getting in small group but now that he's in it man he loves those guys yeah and they have a deep relationship and they feel that interconnectedness yeah and and i mean that's that's what we're looking for so it's it's just so essential to to fight and make sacrifices for that and 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 even remove some of your jadedness that you may have uh, toward that community or yeah, I mean the devil can come and say a lot of things to bring division or make you look down on a certain group of people in the church or, or whatever mm -hmm. uh, I you know I tell this story all the time because in community this is something that you have to learn but even Donald and I and and I, I honor Donald and respect him and love him but you know we had we had some difficulties relationally uh, and I've even talked to you about this. Like if I were to ever get like w we need to be able to have conversations when we have disagreements or yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Donald and I had a couple of disagreements and it came to to a point where I was afraid of like how he would receive some of the things that I had to say. But also at the same time, like if I didn't say it, I was afraid that I was going to get bitter maybe to the point that I might just say, you know what, I think I'm going to go somewhere else. Yeah. And, and I just felt the Lord say, this is not, this is not how you handle this. You need to do this biblically. You need to just tell him, go to your brother, talk to him. So, you know, I did and I let him know what was up. And his response to me was with such humility and such love and such care and he was like you know what man you're right i probably need to i probably need to really think about the way that i'm doing this or that, that. And, it, and it was really just a personal thing between me and him like yeah. our personal relationship yeah and and but he 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 was so humble in that moment and i just for whatever reason i just didn't expect it but i think that's the thing we often expect the worst in people yeah. But my, my question is, have you even talked to them? Yeah. Have you even had a conversation with them? Have you shared your heart with them and went to them? Or have you just hardened your heart and gotten angry and just hit, and, and basically locked them into a response that they've not even 
done yet. Yeah. And so in community, you have to have those moments where you have difficult conversations. But if you can't have those difficult conversations, you ain't in covenant. You're not committed to anyone. Mm -hmm. So if, if it's truly covenant, then you're willing to go to your brother and say, hey, man, I've got a issue here or hey would you forgive me for this or you know yeah. let's talk through this for that's sure. covenant yeah so there's a lot of different there's a lot of difficulties that we go through in that but at the end of the day you know what jesus uh, it says in the book in one place that many of jesus's invitations were to communal salvation and shared responsibility and I remember reading a commentary in the book of Philippians because it says, um, you know, Paul's writing to Philipp the, the, the church at Philippi. And here's one of the things that's interesting about that, Jeremy, is like when they wrote a letter to these churches, you know what they did? It wasn't one guy who read it. They said, we got a letter from Paul. They gathered communally and a guy read it out loud. Mm. And he was literally writing so many of the pronouns in plural form because he was addressing all of them at once. Mm. He wasn't just addressing one person, except maybe when he writes to Timothy specifically. Right. But like in Philippians, he says, as you've obeyed, so now not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence. He says, we all know this, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Well, your is plural. He's saying all of you together as a community need to work out your salvation as a community with fear and trembling. Mm. He's not saying you personally work out your own salvation. He's saying, no, you as a body, like, like what happens when you change that verse to mean that we here at City of Hope Church need to work out our salvation. Mm, that's powerful. Together. Yeah. And it's not just me going home. Well, you work out yours, Jeremy, and I'm going to work out mine over here at the house. And, you know, no. Yeah. No, if we're working it out, this is our shared salvation. <laughs> yeah. We are the elect of God. We're n I'm not elect individually. The church is the elect of God. It's a communal election. So we're, we're all in this thing together. And so he says, work, this, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. He's not just working in me. He's not just working in you individually, even though he is. He's working in us corporately, yeah. communally. He doesn't just want me and you as individuals to be awesome. He wants the body to be awesome so that people aren't just saying, wow, look at Clay, he's awesome. No, they want to see, a, or not even City of Hope Church is like a brand or a church organization, but a people mm. that when they're gathered together, when they're hanging out, when they're spending time together, man, there's something different. They see the that. love of God yeah. among those yeah. folks. And that's what makes it like, it's a, like we are the body of Christ. And, and you think about that, but, it, man, it really does uh, mean so much, and it really goes pretty deep. I mean, each part of your body, I mean, it really does do different things. Where it's made up of individual pieces from, your, from your eyes to your fingernails, you know, but it's all interconnected. Yes, because of the head. Every yeah. everything can work together. Yeah. And when we're all connected to the head, Jesus Christ, everything, yeah. everything completely works together, so... It's, That's it's an amazing stuff. thing. Yeah. That is really good stuff. And we, uh, you know, also going back to this too, when we're talking about this type of community, it's we need to also remember that it's built on God. 
and, and we, I mean, we're talking about this stuff, but it's built on God and it's fueled by the Holy Spirit. A lot of times we can feel, you know, uh, powerless. You know, we, you know, when you when you look at the grand scheme of things, it's it's easy to get overwhelmed. And you think about your life and all your responsibilities, and you you got this going on every single evening of the week, and this and that. It, it can get a lot. And you can feel weighed down. Um, but I just want to encourage folks, too, that, that realize that this is it's not by your own power. You know, it's not up to you to necessarily fix things. You know, we do have a responsibility, yes, of sometimes we need to evaluate and make some corrections and changes in our life so that our life can be structured around these things. However, you know, when, we're, you, when you enter into a relationship with God, when you enter, enter into a relationship with people and you do make those first commitments, you know, you're empowered, and God's going to work a lot of things out. You know, even if I, when I think about my position where I'm at right now, it's amazing to see how God has kind of driven the vehicle and kind of moved me and my family in this way to, to, to where we are right now. And it's just by Him alone. You know, there's so many doors that He's closed and so many doors that He's opened to put me right where I've wanted to be. And we've just tried to be, as a family, willing to say, yeah, Lord, we'll do that will say yes to that or no to that and and you know it's through him by which all these things are possible yeah um so um you want to talk about maybe some 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 challenges here with with building this christian community is there anything else you want to talk about yeah that's good um you know i think i'd like to maybe read this i like henry now and on page 100, he's got a little yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, quote there when it talks about holy community because um, holy community, you know, it means that we are, we are set apart. We're a community that is set apart that when we are together, we reflect, we should be reflecting the kingdom of heaven. That's people should be getting a taste of somehow what that looks like. And I get that's, it's hard, man. Uh, it's hard to get people to even bust out of their shell to some degree, but it says Henry Nowen says, Page 100, community has little to do with mutual compatibility. Mm. In other words, he's saying this ain't all about, like, us having the same common interests and all of us either, like, liking golf or like, or we're all hunters. That's not what he's saying. He's saying similarities in educational background, psychological makeup, or social status, it can bring us together, but they can never be the basis for community. Mm. Community is grounded in God who calls us together and not in the attractiveness of people to each other. There are many groups that have been formed to protect their own interests, to defend their own status, or to promote their own causes, but none of these is a Christian community. Instead of breaking through the walls of fear and creating new space for God, they close themselves to real or imaginary intruders. The mystery of community is precisely that it embraces all people, whatever their individual differences may be, and allows them to live together as brothers and sisters of Christ and sons and daughters of his heavenly Father. Mm. And so one of the things that's so beautiful about the Christian community is that it does, it brings people from all different backgrounds, socioeconomic status, race, gender, uh, from anywhere from being a banker to a former drug addict to being abused to growing up in a in a good healthy family that was religious like he bring God brings all these people together and regardless of what shared interests we may have we have the most 
we have a basis that is much more strong than that and it's just we are we are the people of God we have the spirit of God we are loved by Jesus and we recognize that in one another and we finally get to shed off all those false identities to see one another for who we truly are and see one another through the eyes of God and now we are the people of God with a shared purpose to advance his kingdom we have a shared mission with each of us having a part to play in it. And rather than being in competition with one another, we can actually celebrate mm. one another in our giftings because we are the beneficiaries of those giftings. And then we have a shared new birth. And our spiritual birth in Christ is greater than our natural birth. Yeah. And, and so we all have a new spirit, a new heart, new mind given to us by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the glue that holds us all together. Yeah. When you're in relationship with Jesus and the Holy Spirit fills you, I'm telling you, you have an unction to be with the people of God, to love the people of God, That's right. to forgive, to overlook indifferences, and, and, and there's just something that pushes you to cultivate that. Like, I, I mean, even though, and, and I think God gets all the glory for it, but I mean, if, if, if any community has ever been cultivated or helped because of me, it's the Holy Spirit that, that pushes me toward that. Because in my flesh, I would rather just run and hide and be a hermit. But in the Spirit, I know we're called to cultivate, cultivate this community that represents the kingdom of God. But you said challenges to Christian community. And I really like one of the things that he lays out here, which is the four stages to like getting. If you're going to a church, here's what's going to happen. And I see this yeah. all the time, man. Yeah. I see people who first come to City of Hope Church, and they are excited. They're like, man, this is the greatest place I've ever been in my life. <laughs> I'm like, well, give it a month, okay? <laughs> yeah, let's, let, I don't want you to get too excited. Because in everything that you do, you have this excitement stage where you get this adrenaline rush, and you see all the good about it. But then all of a sudden, the glitter wears off. You start to see broken people maybe even the pastor isn't as good as you thought he might be maybe there's some things that aggravate you that you didn't quite realize and all of a sudden you enter into disillusionment and you're like man i don't know about this same way with entering into a small group it's like oh man this small group's gonna be awesome can't wait to be with people in about four or five weeks in you're like you know what week after week this ain't quite as good as i thought it was gonna be mm -hmm. uh maybe we should maybe we should consider bailing out and maybe trying something else but then you reach this stage of adjustment where you realize, you know what? This is about covenant. This is about commitment. And I got to go through some difficulties in order to see real fruit be born, not only in my life, but in the lives of others. And sometimes I have to be willing, not just sometimes, as a Christian all the time, you have to be willing to deny yourself, to set aside your preferences, to set aside your desires, to say what is going to be best for my brothers and sisters. And that's the part where most people are not willing to get to right they, you, you go to a place it's all great whatever all of a sudden you hear something you don't like you see something you don't like something doesn't suit your fancy and then you're like oh that's not for me and you it's preference based yeah the thing it's just like oh, i'm gone most people and that well that's the way we live because that's consumer culture you get excited about getting something and then you it's good for a minute it wears off you're disillusioned you just go to the next next thing yeah and that and and but that cannot happen in church because you're basically just staying on a shallow level and you're never 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 growing. And you know one thing he says on page 102 is that humility and thankfulness can go a long way in in helping us because we put we put these expectations on people and on community. 
and and again we're using people as a commodity for us mm. and when they're not all that we expected them to be they're not the product we wanted them to be they're mm. not pouring into my life this the way the way they should have been pouring into my life yeah well guess what it's not about them pouring into you it's about you laying down your life for them mm. and if everybody did that you would be so fulfilled in that yeah. community but everybody's a vacuum yeah wanting something from the other person without without giving in return but when we're all laying down our lives we're all choosing to pour out we're all using our giftings for the brother sitting across from us from the sister sitting across from us and we're reaching out to make sure our brother and sister is okay when we're all doing that then all of a sudden we can enter into this place of adjustment and it says it's in adjustment that we realize that the church was not created for us and our own needs and preferences but was created for God's glory and the benefit of all of his people. Mm -hmm. It's here we make the necessary journey of leaving behind our personal preferences in favor of the needs of the people as a whole. To move through adjustment to growth, we need to acknowledge our own selfish tendencies, which often place our own needs above the needs of others. Mm. And if we can do that, then guess what, man? You're entering into Christian growth because you are doing what Jesus was is, was doing, which was choosing to humble himself and lay down his life. That's right. And that's what it says in Philippians 2. I love, I mean, I'll just read that since, since it's here. But it says, look, if you have any encouragement, verse 1 through 4, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. Mm, that's good stuff. It really is. Yeah. I want to share this, too. I, I I wrote in my notes uh, here on this book, Share, <laughs> so I want to read it. Uh, but Dietrich Bonhoeffer, I guess I'm pronouncing his name right, um, said this, If we do not give thanks daily for the Christian fellowship in which we have been placed, even where there is no great experience, no discoverable riches, but much weakness, small faith and difficulty, if, on the contrary, we only keep complaining to God that everything is so paltry and petty, so far from what we expected, then we hinder God from letting our fellowship grow according to the measure and riches which are there for us in Jesus Christ. Amen. That's a good word. And I think I'll say this just as a pastor right quick because, you know, I get both sides of it. I mean, I hear I hear a lot of positive things about our church and about our community, and but I also hear a lot of negativity. And and I I notice that some people who mean well uh, sometimes can slip on the side. Even myself can can err on the side of just like finding all the things wrong and constantly complaining. Mm. And here here he says even complaining to God about how everything's not measuring up. And what he's saying is, no, you need to switch that. You need to take a moment right here to be thankful mm, that you have yep. a community in the first place, that you are a child of God, that you have some broken people that you can that you can be in fellowship with yep. and, and, and be grateful for what God has given you and content in that because it's really, it's a toxic mindset and maybe even, you know, one of the playgrounds of the enemy 
to get us to be just so discontent with what we've got and it's never good enough and we need to be this and we need to be that and if it was only like this and if small groups were better like you could you can go down that road for days on end Mm -hmm. like i can think of a million things that i would like to be better but what i need to do is be thankful for what god has given me and the community that he's placed right before me and when you can be thankful for that, you start to see the beauty in it. You start to see God in it. You start to see the riches in it. So yeah. it's just it's just a shift in mindset. And But, you know, for those of you out there that are in the excitement stage and you're just like, man, this is awesome. Praise God. Keep it going. Just stay right there. I try to stay there. <laughs> Never go into any disillusionment. <laughs> I try to stay there. Yeah. All right. So kind of uh, getting to a point where we're going to be finishing up here. He goes on to talk about build, building community. And he gives us the four P's of mm-hmm. building a community: priority, practices, proximity, and permanence. So, first of all, we got to make it a priority. Right. Each of us individually has to make. Uh, you know, we have to make a commitment to people, to God, and and it must be a priority of ours. We put so many things, you know, um, above what we should be doing. Oftentimes, when when really at the end of the day, we just need to flip what's important to us and mm-hmm. kind of make these things. A priority in terms of practices he talks about you know making sure we're there's there's time where we worship together or we pray together we're studying scripture together observing the sabbath together sharing meals together confessing to one another uh being generous to one another's needs so actually putting into practice some of these things yeah those practice those practices will bind you together yeah. i mean you take some time to you get in a small group you worship together you're, you're you're gathering around all those practices. You're praying, fasting about particular issues. It's going to really bind you together. Yeah. And then he goes on to talk about proximity. Um, you, you know, it, it, we we have to spend more than just an hour or two hours together on Sunday morning. Uh, you know, he, he really gets into talking about really everything we do in life being in close proximity to each other from where we work to where we live and, and all of those things. Um and I was telling you before the podcast, it's interesting, even our relationship. And, of course, I know it's easy now because we're, you know, we're here at the church together and things like that. But even five, six years ago when I first met you in this room we're sitting in right now at a small group, mm-hmm. it's interesting how we started sharing life together, you know, from ministry to sharing meals and, and all those things. And now how everything's – we live literally like it's the same building, like right beside mm-hmm. – like the Lord is kind of woven – it's such close proximity mm-hmm. and that's it's like that with many of of our close friends and family we're close to one another in every regard mm-hmm. um so you know thinking about some of that stuff and then lastly uh permanence um again and that goes back to that covenant idea uh we're talking about long lasting permanent relationships being committed for the long haul um and we'll, we'll read this, uh, I'll read this right here. It says, you know, a new commandment I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know you are my disciples by your love for one another. Mm-hmm. John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35. Yeah. And that's just, um, yeah, we got to be committed to one another, man, you know. Yeah. And, and every, in every aspect of our lives and make make it a priority and put things into practice where we can begin to build this type of community. Amen. Well, we'll close on this last thought here. I I, I would like you guys to consider as groups this week, week seven, 
uh, to take communion together. And I was talking to Jeremy about this because I actually got in a conversation with one of our congregational, one of the members of our congregation this week about communion because, you know, other churches uh, will take communion weekly and, 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 and rightfully so. I mean, communion is a very important aspect of our faith, but I've still just not figured out a way that I feel good about it because I feel like this is just my own personal feeling. Um, and it's still fine to do it this way. And I know most churches do, but those plastic cups basically hit at the heart of everything that I feel like we're talking about. <laughs> it, really like, does. it is an individual cup with your own little wafer and it's plastic, as if to say, this is sort of shallow. <laughs> and and I just ruined probably communion for everybody right then. <laughs> so when uh, you well, know, it is, I, but it's 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 interesting to talk about seriously though. Yeah, yeah. So like, and here's what I mean by that: when you get in bigger churches, obviously that's about the only way you can do it because unless you figure out some some other way to do it. Not to say that we're a bigger church, but I understand why bigger churches need to do it that way because it's it's again it's the way we do things it's easy convenient it's convenient it's accessible but man there's something about and this is why i want to encourage people to do it in small groups get you a loaf of bread get you one big cup with some grape juice in it and and pray for one another maybe you can even line i don't know how you want to do it but you you take a piece from the same loaf mm. You, you dip into the same cup, and then you take it. Because, because and this is what it says in, in 1 Corinthians 10, Paul is basically saying, like, y'all are meeting together, and you're having this, this meal together. And, uh, but, you know, some are getting drunk. I'm th- thank God none of that's happening in our small groups. If it is, just holler at me and <laughs> let me know. <laughs> but he says some of y'all are getting drunk. Others of you, uh, you're basically putting the poor people over in the corner. And he, and he says this, he says, y'all need to start considering something. He says in, in 1 Corinthians 10, he says, uh, the cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? And the bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? In verse 17, he says, for we, though many, are one bread and one body, mm. for we all partake of that one bread. Mm. And if you see Jesus standing with the disciples, he breaks one loaf of bread and he says, this is my body which is broken for, for you. And there's one cup. And they and, and I know hygiene, sanitary, well, tear it off and dip it. You don't have to touch your fingers into it. Just dip a clean piece of bread into the cup or something if you if you are really freaked out about hygiene and all that. But... Uh, but there's something about that. It, it's a symbol that represents that we are one bread. Mm. We are one body. And and when we take communion, we're recognizing that we're receiving the full covenant benefits of Jesus Christ himself. But we're also recognizing that we are completely interconnected and dependent upon one another in the spirit. And we must live we must lay down our lives for one another the same way that jesus laid down his life for us that's what he's calling us to when we receive that communion so so good put that into practice in your groups you guys got any questions let us know yeah also remember pages 107 through 117 take some time for the self-reflection and uh reading the text uh there's a section from first peter chapter one there uh yeah so take some time dive into that thank you guys so much for listening we love you all and we'll talk to you on the next one